Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome. Welcome to another episode. And you guys, right now, I am on a red rock in Sedona. And I was on this amazing hike and I was planning on recording a podcast episode today anyways. And I was like, why not here? Why not here? And why not right now when I'm most inspired And how can I transfer some of this beautiful energy through the phone, the laptop, whatever you're listening to, over to where you are? So yes, I embraced the imperfection of sound today. So you might hear some people laughing in the background because they are delighted to be here. And you might hear some sounds, some airplanes, helicopters, I don't know. But really, this is the space of inspiration. This is the place of spaciousness, vast open space. This is an amazing location to come to if you are looking for introspection, reflection. And so today, in this episode, I want to talk to you about some self coaching, self-reflection questions, some powerful questions that I ask myself often um, when I'm going through these sort of micro vision quests or daily, you know, in my daily reflection time. And so, you know, I am a big advocate of creating a powerful arsenal of tools for yourself, right? And we have talked about many tools on this podcast And make sure that you listen to the end because I'm going to have a gift for you um, with these power questions in it. But one of the things, one of the tools I have is actually a running list of powerful questions, introspective questions to ask myself. I call them my self-coaching arsenal. Um, And yes, I use them on coaching calls with clients. I use them at live events. I hear them, you know, through you know, other people speaking, the spirit speaking to me. And so over time I have been building this toolbox and I cannot stress the power. And I'm using the word power a lot and powerful on purpose because, you know, when we ask a powerful question, we get a powerful answer back. When we ask a dumb question, we get a really dumb answer back. And so there's a couple things I see. I want to share a couple things and then I'm going to give you my top 10, not top 10, but 10 of the questions that I love to ask. Maybe it'll end up being more or less. We'll see. But first of all, I want to talk about why a question over a statement. See, there's a lot of things out there that tell us to, yes, declare boldly, affirm, speak affirmations, you know, and I see a lot, even as a parent, when my kids have struggled in the past or my clients have been struggling, it is so tempting, so tempting, isn't it? To try to talk someone into something. How many times do you try to convince your kids, no, no, babies, you're you're smart, you're intelligent, you did amazing, you did way better than last time, or you're trying to encourage your spouse, like, you know, 
why would you think that? Don't you, you know, you are amazing at what you do. You always crush it or babe, I see this in you, right? And we make statements like, don't let it rub, rub you the wrong way. Or, you know what, chin up, you know, be positive or whatever, fill in the blank. So I mean, like tune into your arsenal of statements that you kind of spew out to try to make people feel better. Or maybe you do it to give them advice because you are well-intended and maybe have a little bit of survive, you know, um, you know, needing to be the fixer for everybody all the time, right? Especially if you guys are leaders. And so we can really get in this place of just telling people or making suggestions, but really not asking questions that allow them to do the energetic lifting, allow them to do the the processing of their thoughts, the critical thinking, allowing them to wrestle with whatever's coming up, their emotions, their doubts, their fears. Given you're not we're not really giving other people the safe space to process what's coming up and then actually come up with their own intuitive answer from deep within their heart, their spirit, you know, their relationship with God their experience, right? And I'm a big advocate that it's got to be when someone speaks it, when it comes out of my mouth, because I did the wrestling with the question, there's a whole other level of belief and confidence and certainty and clarity that comes through versus someone else telling you. And so, A, I want to say, if you are have been in the pattern of telling people or trying to motivate or inspire or lead people by telling them, really inviting you to shift into this place of how can I influence them more effectively by asking better questions, right? How can I do less of the lifting for them and empower them to do more of the critical thinking, the problem solving, and finding their own answers within themselves. So this applies to, yes, our children, our spouse, our teams, our friends, our parents, and ultimately, most importantly, it applies to us. And so if you are not able to, if you are not someone who is in the practice of asking yourself questions on a regular basis, and you might find that you tend to be more of like, A, maybe you're asking yourself dumb questions, which I will get to in a second. Um, And I'll just say it right now. Like a lot of us beat ourselves up with our questions. We're like, why? Why is this happening? And we've been taught so many times to ask the question why, which I think is actually not a powerful question at all. In fact, most of the time, when we ask this question, it actually puts people on the defensive. And so subconsciously, it can even put our inner woman, our inner man on the defensive. Like, why did you do that? Why do you want this? And it's almost like we have to explain ourselves sometimes. So I don't know if that lands for you. It may not be the case for you at all, but I believe that there's a way more powerful way to ask this question. So asking ourselves questions like, oh my gosh, what were you thinking? Why was I doing it? So again, it's Yes, the question and also the energy in which we ask the question, right? There's a difference between saying, what were you thinking, Christine? And like, hmm, I'm so curious what was going through your mind in that moment in time that led you to make that decision. What were you processing? Like what was coming up for me, right? There's one of my questions, you guys, right? So what was coming up for me when I was fill in the blank in the process of making this decision or saying yes to that thing that I knew my heart really wanted to say no to or, right? So, and this allows me to kind of process the beliefs that may no longer be a fit for where I'm headed or what I'm 
you know, embodying and calling into in my life, I might be holding on to some old beliefs, some old constructs, some old programming that just is not a fit and needs to go. It's just not part of the new, right? So ask yourself a better question and ask questions, not statements, right? So again, if you, we believe a very small percentage of what we are told, we believe a very small percentage. I believe it's like 7% or something like that. I may be off on that stat. Do not quote me. But when we are told, but we believe a lot of what we experience because obviously our body has the experience. Now we're not just processing it in our head. And we believe almost 100% of what comes out of our mouth, right? This is why alcohol is called truth serum, because it's that moment your body can relax and it's like, whatever's inside of you comes out of you. And, you know, I'm sure there's many people that have regretted what has come out of them. But the truth is whatever's inside of you comes out of you. So we believe what we speak out loud, right? And when we are stating things to ourselves and we are just kind of trying to talk ourselves into it, your body knows if you're lying or telling the truth, right? And so this is about tuning into going, is my body fully saying yes? Like as this is coming out of my mouth, I actually believe this statement or am I really just feeding myself lip service right now? right? And not believing this statement. So let's, this is why I think it's always best to ask ourselves questions and then tune into what's coming out of our mouth so that when we do speak a statement and we declare something out loud, it resonates with certainty. So we're not just spewing out affirmations that we're like, I do not believe that at all. I do not have an experience with that as truth. I have had no experiences in my life where that has been true. And we're trying to kind of talk ourselves into something because here's the other thing with a statement is that every time we hear a statement, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but tune into it, we automatically, our brain automatically wants to agree or disagree, right? I could say like, hey, you are, you look amazing today, or you just crushed that presentation. And immediately you'll be like, I do, I did. Or you'll be like, oh my gosh, this, I look fat in this. Or, oh, I could have done so much better in that. No, it was not my best, right? We are constantly judging and criticizing and measuring up statements to either agree or disagree. Tune in, tune into that, right? Just observe in your next meeting, observe at the next dinner table conversation, observe that on your next date with your partner. When statements are made, how often your body, your heart, your brain goes, yep, yep, we're we're on the same page. I agree with that. Or you're kind of like, no, I don't think that's true. This is why I love the use of questions for self-reflection, and also for things like dates, right? Where we really get to move into this space of curiosity because so many people, so many couples and parent-child relationships and even leadership teams that I see are just really fixed in their thinking. And it's like everybody's battling to be right, right? To have their opinion, their statement, their thought validated by someone else. So we have a lot of people getting triggered and offended. And you've heard me say this so many times that those of us who are easily triggered are so easily offended and therefore easily manipulated. Okay. Those who are easily offended are easily manipulated. I don't know about you, but I don't really want anyone else having me on a puppet string. So I really am in the practice of being curious about when I feel offense or I take offense to something to start to ask myself questions. So let's dive into the question piece. Um, Hopefully by now you got that, right? Make a statement, 
people will naturally want to agree or disagree, including myself. So how can I move into a space of curiosity and begin to explore this situation? Boom. There's a question. I just gave you one, right? It's just in me. How can I begin to move into a place of exploration and be curious to, to see what else is out there? And, 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 you know, what does it look like when we're in this space of curiosity? I really love questions that start with what instead of why. So I, I gave you the example of what's coming up for me. What's coming up in my body? What's coming up in my emotions? What thoughts are coming up? So I'm really, I, the reason why I love this question is that it separates me from the thing Instead of going, why do I always do that? Or why do they always do this? I'm not getting entangled with it. I'm becoming an observer. Do you feel the difference there, right? So with this, I'm able to just observe what's coming up. The emotion is not me. I am not it. We're not entangled. I'm basically just a host, you know, and I'm feeling it. So I can observe it. And I can say, okay, what else? What is that actually about, right? What is that actually about? So that's like a secondary question for me to tune in. Sorry, there's some helicopters up here. And explore that emotion a little bit deeper or that thought pattern a little bit deeper. So, you know, what is really coming up for me or for you right now? that makes this fill in the blank uncomfortable or scary or whatever, right? So we can take this all sorts of directions, which I love. So that is definitely one of the questions. And again, it's because it really makes me the observer. It disentangles me from it. So I am not the emotion, but I can be working with it or I am not the problem or whatever the thing is, the trigger. I can work with it and we can work together. So let's talk about another question that I love. So this one, I'm sure you've heard before, but the question is, is this in my control? Like, is this thing, this situation, this person's behavior, my child's, you know, (laughs) grades, whatever it is that's coming up for you, right? Is this conflict that someone else is having, is that within my control, right? What is in my control? What do I actually have control over in this situation, right? And maybe it's in this season of life. You might be living in a season. Here's why I love this question. Because there's, again, so many times where we are taking offense to someone else's experience. Someone else is having an experience with something and we are confused. We are actually going in and feeling everything. Some of us are more empathetic, right? But we're feeling everything they're feeling. And now we're trying, like, we are uncomfortable with that, And so this, again, is really, I believe, honoring the other person's experience, the other person's feelings, and allowing us to be able to shift the atmosphere or really tune into what we can control, what we can affect. So much of anxiety, so much of anxiety is because we are trying to control something outside of us, someone's outside of us, some behavior, right? So the question of what is in my control, is this in my control? <laughs> or Right? And a secondary question to this is, you know, what is my role in this? 
what is my role in this? What is my role really meant to be in this? Sometimes we get our roles confused, right? We're trying to be the savior. We're trying to be the fixer. We are in a relationship and we're trying to play all the roles for our husband or our wife, right? We're like, we're their coach. And I talk about this all the time. We're, you know, we're like their pastor. We're telling them how to do their spiritual life. We're their health coach. We're telling them how they need to work out. We're their driving coach. Like, and it's like, whoa, what is my role? My role, okay, my role is to be their lover. My role is to be their number one fan, their supporter, right? Like getting some clarity around that. So I love that question to get clarity when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling anxious. What is in my control? Is this in my control right now? And, you know, another one is, where am I getting or needing to get certainty from right now? Where am I trying desperately to get certainty from? Is it within myself or is it something outside of myself? This is a huge question. I ask myself this often. I ask my clients this often. Where are you seeking certainty? Where are you going to get that question answered, that question validated? Because again, there are so many people seeking external validation from their spouse in order to find internal security in their relationship. They're looking for external validation from their boss or a colleague in order to find internal certainty of their worth, right? So when something outside of us gets rattled or shook up or someone does not give us the accolades we were hoping for, does not recognize the work or the value of the work that we put in, or thus, you know, you spend the time getting, you know, planning the perfect date and your wife does not react the way you want, or your husband does not notice, you know, the fact that you literally just colored your hair and, you know, got, got all new clothing or whatever. And like, you've made all this effort and he just didn't notice. And it's like, are you crushed? Because you are seeking that validation and certainty outside of yourself. So what am I looking to validate me right now? Where am I seeking that external validation so that I can feel the security and I need right now? And of course, the follow-up question to that is, um, how is that working for me? Mm. How is that working for me? Because usually I will say it is not. You know what? It's working terribly. I am chronically pissed off because I'm not getting what I want or whatever. And no. And so where do I get to redirect my focus and where do I want and desire to get my certainty from? I just gave you guys like three or four stacked right there to begin to go deeper and open up. Where do I want my certainty to come from? Right? And again, this is I love these questions because they really give us perspective. They shift our gaze from external to within. They open our eyes to what we weren't able to see before. And it kind of gives us permission to be able to let go of that external, you know, asking for the external opinions and stuff like that. So, here's another one. Whose opinion really matters right now? right? Whose opinion really matters at the end of the day? And this is awesome, right? Like at the end of the day, is this a person's opinion or this, you know, whoever's opinion going to matter a week from now, a year from now, five years from now? If the answer is no, then you might want to consider not going to that well for opinions anymore, right? So there's a couple that popped up as I was talking there. So a big one, and these are all great clarifying questions, but 
a great one when we're moving into a situation where people are already anticipating that something is going to be difficult, something's going to be a pain in the ass. I'll use a very practical example. I have, you know, I'm in the process of a move, buying a house, shifting locations, and I have clients going through that. And I've heard from their mouths and I've also heard from a lot of people externally going, oh my gosh, that's going to be like such a pain in the ass. You just got to hunker down and get through it. Good luck. As if it's going to be a pain in the ass and it's going to be difficult and I'm going to need luck. (laughs) And again, that's just old programming. And so the question is really like, well, what if it doesn't have to be that way? And what if it actually gets to be easy and fun? and life-giving or whatever the fill in the bank is for you, right? What if it gets to be fun and exciting? What if this gets to be an adventure? Like what if it doesn't have to be that way, but I get to choose how it goes? So that here's a stack, ready? What if it doesn't have to be that way? What if it gets to be fill in the blank, right? For me, I love fun. I like fun. What if it gets to be easy and fun and playful and adventurous? And this is literally the question that I ask myself last week when I was in North Carolina and we were about to go house hunting. And I was like, you know what? I am going to start this day from a place of curiosity and childlike wonder. And I'm just going to have fun with this. So what if it gets to be fun? And it was funny because Mark was like, okay, we just got to get through this day. And I was like, uh, no, (laughs) we are not going into the day with that energy, right? Like what if it gets to be fun? And the third stock here is, you know, how do I want to experience, how do I desire to experience this process, right? Like, how do I want to experience it? And this can like, you know, whether it's a family wedding or a family vacation with your kids or whatever, in-laws are coming into town and you're already thinking like, okay, this is going to be already, I can already feel my body tensing up. It's like, really, how do you want to experience this thing, this relationship that you're in right now, right? This is, again, a lot of crappy programming that I hear from people is like, well, you know, relationships are hard work and yeah, you know, and it's like, really? Well, what if this one doesn't have to be? What if this one gets to be more of an adventure that we go on together and we're holding space for each other? And what if we get to experience like a kick-ass, amazing relationship? And, you know, I'm out here on the Red Rocks and I'm telling you, there's slippery parts and there's there's parts where you kind of have to skimmy down on your butt because it's a little bit terrifying. And there's parts where you might fall and scrape yourself. But really, at the end of the day, it's all part of the adventure, right? I could fall. I could trip. I could bleed a little. I could run up this thing. There's moments that it's super easy. There's moments that it's maybe a little bit more of a challenge, but it's a fun challenge because I know that I'm growing and expanding and, you know, it's all worth it. And at the end of the day, isn't it those moments, those tricky moments that we talk about, right? And I'm a real big believer that it does not have to suck and be a struggle. So what if it gets to be an adventure, right? Um, And how do you want to experience it? And I think that is such a powerful question for co-creation, for creating, for building, for vision. 
you know, whether we're building a business vision, we are building a new vision of where we're going to move, right? And we're thinking about and tuning into how do we get to experience the whole process, like from, you know, dreaming and talking about it and beginning to explore options to walking through opportunities, discerning, you know, is it the right one or not? You know, looking, you know, being open to finding the funding and building the partnerships. Like, what, how do I want this experience to be? And it's so powerful to tune into that. There's a beautiful plane flying overhead right now, a little microplane, little plane. I don't know what it is. But what if I get to tune into that and I get to choose, you get to choose how you experience the weekend with your kids out on the lake or the weekend with your in-laws, or you get to decide. And this is so cool because, you know, I'm working with people right now that are going into tense situations. Like I'm talking about like legal battles and custody things and, you know, fighting, you know, there's, there's litigations going on and reorganizing of executive teams and restructuring of relationship dynamics, marriages, parents with estranged children. And there's a lot of tension around trying to get things back in order or trying to work through things. And I'm a big believer is like, what if it gets to be easy? So, and you get to choose how you experience the process. So I think I gave you some really good ones there. I'm just kind of tuning into, oh, here's the other ones I love. You guys, I got to tell you this one. When you're in a situation where you feel like you have to pick between two opposing things, so I'm going to use something very practical, like my business growing, right? Your business growing and evolving and your team building, right? And you having the time and space to enjoy your life with your family, your kids. This is probably the number one thing that most clients come to me and they're struggling with is like, I feel torn. Like I have to pick, I am stuck in the middle that if I take my foot off the gas at work, my like shit's going to crumble, right? Like my team cannot function fully without me. The business growth is going to be stunted. Like I cannot move away. Like I, yes, they go on vacation and yes, they book the trips, but they go and they are so programmed to be a machine that their body can't relax. Their minds go on wild 24 seven and they're just tense, maybe on their laptop, on their phones, and they're being robbed of the presence of the experience. So this is a very common thing. So there's all of this guilt around not being fully there for their family or when they are there, why are they not able to just actually have fun and enjoy it, right? And if they are having fun and enjoying themselves, then there's the guilt of like, oh my gosh, I'm screwing around and my business is going to suffer. So do you feel the suffering? And you might have multiple things that feel like they're competing for your attention, for your energy, for your focus. And this is an awesome question um, to move you out of that state of competition, like you're the tug of rope. The competition is completely rooted in fear, completely rooted in FOMO, completely rooted in lack and scarcity. Like there's just not enough of me. There's not enough time and energy. So we're bridging. We're literally bridging over to the place of abundance and prosperity where there is more than enough time more than enough energy, more than enough of you to go around and to be able to do all the things. So here's the question, right? So I wanted to preface that because 
It's really about moving away from competition into the place of collaboration, coexistence, and support. So you might ask yourself some version of this question. So one of the ones I use a lot is, what does it look like when my business is growing and multiplying and there's also more than enough time for me to spend with the kids and play, etc., completely guilt-free? right? What does that look like when my team is growing, when, when I can allow even more production to happen with less of me so that I can have a business that's growing and awesome family time, right? So instead of saying like this or that or this, but without that other thing falling apart, I'm actually putting the expansive version of both of them in the same question. So what does it look like when this is happening and this is happening simultaneously, right? What does that look like? And I love adding on that little piece, which is with less, less of my energy required, because this is another fear that people have is that they just don't have enough juice for all of the things because they're trying to be they're doing too much energetic lifting for their teams. They're doing too much of the heavy lifting. And instead of just really empowering these people to rise. So usually some awesome answers come up about how to empower our teams to step up, to take more ownership, right? How to co-create fun adventures with the family, like oh, shift our schedule. Those are the tactical, practical solutions that show up. But we have to get our brain thinking that these things actually go together. And so that brings me to another way to ask this is, what does it look like when these things that feel like they're conflicting are actually supporting each other? They're working together. They're working for each other and they're actually working to support each other. So for example, my relationship with the kids is actually supporting me as a leader at work and the business and the business when I'm there, right? It's actually supporting my family and sustaining us and bringing us closer together. What does it look like when I have the time to play and have adventure and do the things I love? And that is actually supporting my business and adding life to my business and fueling my business as well. And this is where I've moved into some really fun places of all kinds of things, you know, just saying like, okay, I'm going to start hosting events on some of these trips I go on or, you know, really tapping into seeing that when I take these trips and I come to places like this and I give myself the gift of spaciousness as a strategy, man, the creative flow that opens up, the the capacity that I have increases so much that so much more happens with way less of me because my inspiration is heightened, my energy is heightened, my clarity is heightened. So when I take action, it is a lot more specific and precise. And when we move and we take action from a place of inspiration, I mean, the ripple effect of that is exponential. So we literally are multiplying time, energy, resources, etc. So the coming back to that question, it's really asking ourselves, like, what does it look like when this and this are happening in really great ways, right? So make sure that you phrase it in a way that is expansive. So where my kids are thriving and we have an amazing relationship and my relationship with my spouse is also deeply intimate and passionate, et cetera, right? So again, that's, that's two, that's another example of 
where I hear a lot of people, and I could totally relate to that, where we felt like we had to choose in the past, kind of like, okay, we can have a passionate, amazing, you know, relationship that's fun, or I can have this amazing relationship with my kids, but like, there's not enough time for that, let alone my business. And now it's like, yes, there is absolutely time, energy, space for me to have an, in, like, an amazing close relationship with my kids and support them at where they are in life while also being fully present for my husband and, you know, being deeply connected there and my business continuing to grow and thrive, right? And I just keep going and, and, and. Like you can add as many ands to this. I started with two, but the ninja moves are the mastery skills really are when we begin to stack. And I don't really believe that there is a limit to the stacking. However, what I do believe is that when you start stacking, you'll really begin to notice the one that doesn't fit, right? You might be trying to add something in that really isn't something that's in alignment for you, something that you actually don't want, but your brain has convinced you that you want. And so you'll notice all of a sudden you try to fit this third thing in or this 10th thing in or whatever. And there's, it's like the flow stops, the resistant kicks up. So I would start tuning into asking myself, and I think I'll end it with these two is, is this thing you know, something I actually truly, really want in my heart? Or is it something I think I should want? Other ways to phrase this is, is this something my mind wants or I've been told, programmed that I should want? Or is this something my heart and soul desires to experience? And so you might say, yeah, I want the business to grow. I want to, you know, get to a point where I can sell the business. I want to get, you know, whatever that thing is. And I would even go deeper and say, so what is it that I'm really after? What is it that I'm really after here? Because I will tell you that oftentimes the feeling that we're after, whether you're like, yes, I do want the Ferrari. Yes, I do want to book that trip in the Greek islands. Yes, I want that. At the core, when you keep digging, the juiciness is like, I really want the adventure back in my life. I crave the variety. I crave the connection with the land or, you know, I crave new experience, right? And so the beauty is once we tap into what we're really after, we can begin to infuse that sense of adventure into everything we do, whether we're going grocery shopping, we're picking a date night, we're taking the trail and we're deciding to, you know, walk it backwards or cut through some little trail, side trails, like we can begin to infuse that emotion, that energy that ultimately we're really after a feeling. Every single thing we buy, whether it's the dream house, the dream car, the boat, uh, you know, clients getting married, buying homes, like whatever the thing is that you're after, maybe it's a certain type of community or friendships or whatever. There's something deeper there. There's a feeling, there's an emotion that you're going after. So when you can tune into that and say, what is it that I'm really looking for, craving, longing for? in my life, we begin, we can begin to infuse that into our lives. And of course, the question would be, what does it look like when I begin to move from that place, right? What does it look like if I was to be just a little bit more adventurous today? How can I infuse a little dose of adventure today, right? What if I get to experience this from a state of adventure, Oh, I am so full of amazing questions right now. And guys, I could like sit on this rock right here right now for like a week and I would never run out of questions to ask. And obviously this is one of my gifts, right? One of my gifts is to be able to tune in 
to what's happening and not be stuck at the surface, but to begin to ask the questions that peel away the layers so that I can see what's below it and I can hear. And again, here they come. Here's another one, right? It's like, what am I choosing not to see? What am I blinded to? Right? What am I refusing to see here that is really right in front of my eyes? Or what is here below the surface? Or if I can look through this beyond the surface, what is really there? Let me see, right? What do my eyes see beyond that? So there's multiple ways to ask these questions that not only shift our perspective, but allow us to go deeper, wider, look through things, look above things look at them for different angles, and we can begin to shift them, transform them, move things so much quicker. We can begin to multiply our, you know, time. We can multiply our energy because capacity opens up. Because how much bandwidth do we waste, like, thinking about shit? (laughs) A, that doesn't matter. B, that is not in our control. And C, processing stuff that we've already got the answers to, but we're in doubt or we're in fear. And so we literally do this brain effery, fuckery that keeps us stuck in these loops instead of really just tuning in to the space of curiosity, of wonder, of discovery, of exploration, going deep, going wide, going above, and beginning to see things from different angles. And man, this is the place where doors open, possibilities come up, wisdom, insight, intuition, you know, begins to multiply. And again, yes, this is one of my gifts. I love to do it. Very philosophical and introspective. I like to go deep in all my events, my coaching calls, in my date nights with my husband. We rarely just sit around and talk about the weather, but you know, sometimes we do that too. So my loves, with that, I'm going to leave you here. It is a beautiful day in Sedona. I hope that you have packed your arsenal with some more powerful questions. And so here's what I'd love to do. If this podcast resonated with you, I would love to provide you with a download. So make sure you check out the show notes. There is a downloadable link where you can actually get a PDF of some, you know, these questions, I'll throw a couple more bonus ones in there for you that you can begin to use as really powerful journal prompts or just thinking prompts as you drive your commute or you go on a walk, just kind of marinating on some of these questions. So if you want to grab that, you can download it from the link in the show notes. And for those of you who want to go deeper into this work, make sure that you click on the readiness factor assessment. It is a self-paced assessment tool that I use for all of my clients to see how positioned you are to not only receive what you want in your life, but to sustain it. And also there is an invitation to book a call and learn about our coaching and mentorship program. So if you want to go deeper into the work, make sure you click on that, get on the list, book a call. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. You guys, you are created for an untamed life. This is the only life worth living. Bye for now. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. 
Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.